Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome back to In The Pink with me, Natalie Pinkham, and Bose, helping you stay connected. Um, Now, thank you for those of you who've given feedback on the Trevor Nelson podcast. If you haven't listened to it, I really think you should, because not only does he reminisce and tell some great stories about his career, but he also gives a very fair and progressive view on Black Lives Matter and the racism that he's encountered throughout his career. Uh, I think he sums it up very well indeed and yeah I think you should have a listen if you haven't done so already okay next up on in the pink we've got Lance Stroll the racing point driver has now amassed 71 Formula One career starts which I was actually really surprised about because you still think of him as being so young and inexperienced but the reality is he's not anymore and he has got two career podiums of course and is currently sitting pretty in sixth place in the Drivers' Championship. We talk about the support of his family, his mum, his dad and his sister, and we talk about him shaking off that pay driver tag. We also talk about how he's relishing driving this hugely competitive car this season and his ambitions for the future. Now, I spoke to him before the news of Sebastian Vettel being his new teammate was announced, so... Unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about that, but I promise to ask him those questions when we catch up in Russia and some of the other races throughout the rest of the season, because it would be really interesting to see what he thinks. I'm sure he will enjoy driving alongside a four-time world champion, learn quite a lot from him, I'm sure, but also I think they should be a pretty good fit with one another anyway love to hear what you think as well so give us your feedback and remember you can still win those bose noise cancelling headphones more details on that coming shortly here he is then mr lance stroll on in the pink so lance we are well you'd have to say about midway through the season so far which is just kind of crazy when you consider everything that's gone on and it feels as if there's a lot of promise in you and this car, but last time out certainly was, was a challenging time at Spa. How would you sum up the season so far in 2020 for Lance Stroll? Yeah, well, um, so far, I, you know, it's been, um, it's been a great season. 
you know, we scored a lot of points and uh, I've really enjoyed um, driving this car um, you know, in the first uh, half of the season. Um, there's definitely some areas we need to work on, um, like Spa, for example, just wasn't our strongest weekend and uh, Silverstone as well. Um, know that we 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 didn't um, we didn't have the pace that we were expecting to have so it looks like on some of those longer circuits um with uh yeah um some some low speed corners looks like we have to work on our car a little bit um but then you know we've had some great results in hungary and barcelona um a couple p4s so sniffing a podium uh, which is which is pretty awesome. I mean, it's just great to be in a position this year with a car that's so competitive that can fight for those uh, those spots. I know. I mean, it's testament to how far you've come that I'm saying, well, you know, how do you feel about Spa? Because even on your most challenging weekend, you still walked away with, with a nine. So, yeah, I know. Like with well, two points. I know. Like you know, that's great. That I'd be, about I'd be celebrating with a glass of champagne on uh, on on the flight home as that was this time last year, yeah. finishing ninth. So yeah, I mean it, it it's all relative, you know. Um, this this game, you, when you have a good car, you want to raise the bar and you want to go, you know, grab podiums and um, and score those big points. And you know, ninth now is disappointing. It's you know, it's not where we want to be. You don't want to just score points. We want to be up at the front. So. Um, yeah, good problems to have, good problems to have. It really is. Okay, but I mean, it feels like this bodes well for Italy, and obviously Italy was the scene for you of that incredible qualifying, when you put it in P4 in the wet, and then you were promoted yeah. to the front of the grid. I remember it so well, absolutely chucking it down with rain, yeah. and you just came into the pen with the biggest smile I've ever seen on your face. Just rem yeah. remind us the feeling of that. It was a great day. Well, yeah, I mean, back when I was young, you know, <laughs> before I had gray hairs on my head. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was uh, extremely wet. Um, I just remember it coming down with rain and um, the track was like a river at uh, certain points during that session. I remember that was, it was just being delayed for forever. We were waiting two, three hours for qualifying to start and I didn't even think we were going to qualify that day. And to be honest, um, as a team, we didn't. We hoped that they were going to cancel qualifying because we had such good pace in the dry um, that weekend. Like we knew we would comfortably get into Q3 and hopefully put it in, you know, eighth or ninth in Q3 and um, go on to, you know, have a good race on Sunday. Um, so the rain, like you know, the rain was a bit of a, a question mark for us. And I actually didn't drive uh, a Formula One car in the wet for that session, so I was kind of nervous, like. You know, we finally have a we have a good car this weekend, um, and it suits the track. And damn, like it's raining. You know, like I didn't I didn't want <laughs> I didn't want to just throw it away. So we were all hoping it was going to get delayed and uh, and uh, get postponed to, to Sunday morning. But then they gave us the green light, and um, I just started flowing out there. Um, the car was hooked up all the way throughout qualifying, and I. I found uh, a good rhythm very early on in qualifying, and you know, from the get-go, I was uh, I was right up there at the front, and it was just about putting it together there at the end, and that's what I did. So, were you as surprised as everyone that you did you were as competitive as you were? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, conditions like that are always, it's always a bit of a, a mystery um, to how competitive you're going to be. You know, when it's raining, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a roll of the dice and you never really know, um, you know, how, how the car is going to, how the car is going to be and, um, and how quickly you're going to find the rhythm and how much confidence you're going to have out there. Cause it's all about confidence in the wet. You know, you need to find the grip and you need to find, um, the right lines around the track that give you the confidence to attack the corners. Um, so I just, I was, I just found that right away in that qualifying session. I, I managed to find the grip very early on and I, you know, I found the lines that were working for me and, uh, and then I was just able to, yeah, to, to put my foot down and, uh, and really uh, smash qualifying. Yeah. On the whole, obviously that was one of the, only a few highlights of your, your time at Williams. I mean, th- th- there were obviously some some great moments for you throughout that time and obviously coming into Formula One must have been a big coup but on the whole here you were trying to prove your worth in Formula One in what was ultimately an underperforming car how frustrating was that how much did you learn as a as a person and a driver from that experience well it was uh all part of the uh character building process um you know not everyone comes into formula one and gets a you know a top car right away so um it was a challenging year but at the same time we had our strong tracks um in that first year and the car wasn't um all that bad everywhere we went Uh, there were some races it was just awful Um, but it was like a total write-off where it's like monaco and hungary i remember it was a terrible weekend um, and some like mo- most of the high downforce tracks with a lot of corners were just not not for us. But we had a very slippery car in a straight line. So when we went to like Monza and uh, Spa, I think Mexico is a good one for us. Baku, I finished on the podium. We had a mega car in some of those races. So it was a bit up and down. But all in all, you know, there was still a lot of positives to take away from that season. I think it was more positive than negative. Um, you know, if I could have signed up coming into my first year in Formula One that I would finish on a podium, um, you know, start on the front row. Uh, I definitely would have. So, yeah, um, feels like a long time ago. I mean, um, yeah, it flies. I guess I guess it is in Formula One terms, isn't it? It feels like a long time ago, but it doesn't at the same time. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just reminisce a bit about Azerbaijan in 2017 because that was. I mean, at the time, you were the second youngest driver to ever finish on the podium and the youngest ever rookie. That's a massive coup. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a pretty awesome day. It was a pretty awesome day. I was, uh, I was standing on that podium with a big smile. Um, I hope there's another one around the corner <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> Feels like a long time ago. Well, I'm, I'm due for another one. I think you are. I, I feel like it is edging ever closer. Yeah. Um, but then obviously 2018 was more of a struggle. And at that point, were you, were you sort of just treading water? Was it, you know, just trying to get through and look for other options elsewhere on the grid? How did you yeah. feel? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't so much fun running around in 17th, 18th for, for most of that season. Um, I think we only finished in the points like twice that season, maybe three times, but oh, it was just brutal. Um, you know, we just didn't have the pace and um, the team was kind of going into a, a bit of a downhill spiral. 
Um, and yeah, at that point it was, you know, it was kind of, um, it was, it was, there was, you know, it was like, how are we, how are we getting out of here? How are we uh, moving forward? But it was all a bit up in the air, you know, I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure at the time um, what was going to happen uh, with Force India, Racing Point, um, and my father, uh, you know, investing in, in the team. And, uh, and to be honest, I wasn't sure Williams, you know, where that team was, was headed. So maybe I would have stayed there. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm very grateful and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm in a team. Um, uh, I'm, I'm in the team uh, where I am now, and I'm working with so many incredible people that are extremely motivated and committed um, to to the big picture. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's a very exciting future ahead. I think that's something that everyone has always acknowledged about the team in its various iterations is just how hardworking they are. They're always, you know, the phrase "punching above their weight" is always yeah. something associated to Force India Racing Point. Um, a really talented group of individuals who make the best of the resources at hand. Is, is, that, is that your experience of what you've seen so far with them? Absolutely. Um, everyone is so committed and, and extremely talented. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we see more opportunity now than we did uh, last year. And we want to get better you know we're always looking we're always trying to get better and that is the philosophy in this team that's the mentality um until we're winning races it's not good enough you know it's not good enough so um it's an extremely exciting environment to be in and um it's very motivating every day to come to work and uh you know be um surrounded by by such great energy the world continues to evolve and the new norm isn't fully clear yet but what does remain constant is the core message from our friends at Bose. Stay calm, stay centred and stay connected. Communication is key in everything we do and goes a long way to nurturing both ourselves and our relationships with others. So continue to talk about what matters to you. And don't be afraid to block out unhelpful noise or indeed to embrace silence because doing both can be great. Some of the ways we work will have changed forever. Embrace that. Make those new ways work for you. Shape the new norm to suit you. Feel more, do more, be more with Bose. And it feels like a good fit for you because again, just from talking to people behind the scenes and something that you probably don't get enough recognition for is how hard you work um, as an individual. I know your modesty will probably prevent you for, from agreeing. But um, when I look at your road to Formula One, I mean, you had a championship every year, Italian F4 champion in 2014, Toyota Racing Series champion 2015, F3 champion in 2016, and then signed for Williams in 2017. I mean, that's, that's quite a CV. And yet still- Thank you, Natalie. Well, you don't have to thank me, you, you did just- it. You just made my day a little bit, a little bit brighter <laughs> by, refreshing my, by refreshing my memory. Yeah, well, it's good, it's good <laughs> to reflect. It's like, you know, you're still young, but you look back and you realize how much you've achieved in a short space of time. Thank you. Uh, and when you, um, when you see all of that on paper, when you're reminded by people like me, how does it make you feel when people still say, well, he's only there because of his dad? 
Yeah. Well, we should have these interviews more often then, so you can remind me. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's always it's always going to be there. I think it's um, you know, it's just how it is, and I've you know come to that realization a long time ago already. And you know, everyone has their opinion, and um, I just I just do my talking on the track, and um, you know, I try and stay in my own little bubble and block out the the negativity and the outside noise. I think when you're you know um, successful at something or you know, you're um, trying to chase your, your dreams. There's some people in this world that um, if they're going through frustrations and, you know, if they're um, envious uh, in, in any shape or form, they, they try and, like, pull you down with them. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's the world we live in. So there will always be outside noise. There will always be negativity. Um, I just try and, try and keep it positive and, uh, you know, um, and listen to the people that you know that are close around me. That's um, that's ultimately all that matters. You can't you can't please everyone. You can't be everyone's best friend in this world. It just doesn't work like that. So when did you come to that realization? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, I think very early on in, in, in my first year at Williams, um, I realized very quickly that every time I would do bad or I would make a mistake, people would just, um, just trash me and just like, just destroy me on the media and just, you know, in life as well, just, you know, friends and stuff. I'm not, I'm not really friends, but people that I knew, you know, and, and then when I would do well, I, a lot of people were my best friend and, you know, friends of mine that. Um, I, I wasn't really so close with all of a sudden, you know, you'd do well and they'd be your best friend. And, and as well in the, in the, in the meet in social, on social media, um, you know, when I do well, it would just, it would, it would all go quiet. All the, all the hate and all the noise would just disappear. And, and then when I do bad again, it would all come back and it would all restart. So I saw that pattern very early. And, um, and to be honest, I mean, you, know, you got to laugh at it because it's, if you don't laugh at it, you, you feel like crying. So, um, 
yeah, time to take it lightly, to be honest. I mean, the reality is nepotism can only take you so far. And I've always maintained that, you know, from being in the sport and looking out, that it is a meritocracy. Once you're in, um, and, it, you know, don't get me wrong, it, it is bloody hard to get into the sport. And there will always be accusations. Anyone in the paddock, you know, was it fair? How did you get in? You have to prove yourself once you're in. You get found out. I mean, you stick out like a sore thumb if you weren't talented enough, if you weren't quick enough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I had to win those championships. That's why there's the uh, super license points um, in place, uh, the 40 points that you must achieve by winning um, certain championships to get, get the points to compete in Formula One. Um, or else there'd be a lot of people without talent that could just buy their way in. And um, once they'd be in, they'd be, be awful. But I would like to think that I proved, you know, I proved myself uh, leading up to Formula One and, and in Formula One to an extent. I know I've had my uh, bad years in Formula One and um, you know, I, I've had my struggles, but um, at the same time, there's, there's been a lot, of, a lot of highlights in my eyes um, throughout my Formula One career. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, I want to I wanna keep going. That's, uh, that's where my, my sights are set on the future. Well, the future is looking bright, but let's just cast our, our minds back to the past for a bit longer. Because you, you took up karting at sort of age 10. When did you get bitten by the bug? When did you think, actually, I could make a career out of yeah. being a racing driver? I know every young boy and girl hopes and dreams of that, but when did you think it yeah. was realistic? Um, not until my later years of racing. You know, I was an adrenaline junkie growing up and I was very competitive at a young age. So karting suited my needs. Um, and so I dived into it at like eight and I started racing from eight years old onwards, but uh, really only about the age of 16 years old uh, when I was in F3, 17 even, second year of F3, uh, I started to look at Formula One as a real possibility. And until then, I just, I loved racing and I was, you know, and I was in a very fortunate position growing up where I could afford racing and, um, you know, my, my, my father was there supporting me and, um, and you know, my family uh, were, were, were on board with me doing it. So uh, it was an incredible opportunity and I was extremely grateful to just have that opportunity to race and, and do what I, I, I loved for, for such a long time. And then when I was 16, 17 and I started to, to see some results in F3 and um, started to talk to some Formula One teams, I, I, I then realized that that was kind of the path uh, that I was going down. Because you were part of the Ferrari Young Driver program at a young age, weren't you, from about 2010? I was, yeah, I was part of their academy. Um, but that's, you know, at that age, you don't know, right? It's, it was kind of more of a, uh, I mean, it was, it was serious. I was, you know, I was spending time there and they were, they were grooming me. Um, to an extent like to, to hopefully one day become a, a formula one driver that was the goal but i was you know i had that uh, badge on my on my race suit and that was you know most of it uh, at that age i was just i was just going through you know the stepping stones of uh trying to get to where where i am today i'd say that's a pretty cool badge to have on your race suits as a kid it was it like was pretty ultimate. cool kind of a yeah kind of a kid's dream did you ever feel like you missed out on anything? Were your childhood, was your childhood very different to those of your friends? Did you miss out going to parties and 
kissing um, gum? There was a certain time of my life where I was, I did feel like I was kind of missing out. Like from when I first moved over to Europe, I was 12 years old um, and I was homeschooled for three, four years until I was 15, 15 or 16. Um, and then I went back to school for a year in Europe. And those, those two, three years, um, there was a lot of racing and there wasn't much socializing going on. There wasn't a lot of uh, interaction with other kids. So I was spending, you know, 25 weekends a year at the racetrack. And then the weeks I wasn't racing, I was testing or I was, you know, um, yeah, I was, you know, just, just always busy and racing was my life. So to an extent, yeah, there's always stuff you look back on and say like, my God, you know, that could have, um, could have been different that could have been better but you know there's pros and cons to everything and in hindsight um, you know, I've, I had an incredible opportunity that um, uh, that, I, that I grabbed with both hands and uh, you know it's brought me to where I am today and that's amazing and there will always be there will always be um, pros and cons to, to everything in life that you know um, everything comes with a, a bit of a sacrifice and then when I you know when I got to my later teens um, you know, school started to, to yeah, kind of come to an end. And I mean, uh, yeah, it was the, the fun picked up a little bit again. So there was, there was a few years there when I first moved over. It was tricky, but I found my feet, um, you know, later on when I was about, you know, 15, 16. And um, yeah, it was, it, it got much better then. And you obviously grew up mostly in Canada. As you say, you came over here pretty young. Your mother is from Belgium. I mean, I know that you that you race under the Canadian flag, and I know that you would say that you're Canadian. But how much is there of the Belgian influence in your life? For sure, it's, uh, it's a big part of my uh, my blood. Um, you know, I like a, I like a good waffle in the morning. For sure. <laughs> um, no, she's my. I got you know. I my mom's from Belgium, and uh, I have a big uh, family in Belgium. Um, uh, cousins and aunts and uh, yeah, um, Belgium's uh, yeah, a big part of uh, a big part of me. I mean, they must have been so proud seeing you race at Francorchamps last weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was you know I look forward to, to having them at the race every year. They've been coming for the last few years, um, and this year, unfortunately, it's, you know, it's just not not possible with COVID. Yeah. And okay, so you missed out on various things, you know, as a kid, but it feels as if um, you're really close to your, your mum, dad and sister. So do you feel that the journey that you've been on, you've done it together? It's almost cemented your bond as a family unit? Absolutely. Um, you know, everyone contributed towards my dream. Um, you know, without them, I wouldn't be where I am today without my sister accepting to, you know, move over to Europe uh, with, uh, with me. None of this would have happened without my mom, my mother being on board with it. None of this would have happened. And without my father helping me out and supporting me all these years, none of this would have happened. So it's all thanks to them uh, where, where I've uh, come today. And does Chloe ever say, hey, you, I've sacrificed a lot for you. I can't <laughs> you owe me one. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um for sure i'll uh i get her i get her something nice for christmas every year <laughs> bet you do um she's a singer isn't she how's her career going 
loves her singing. Yes, uh, it's going good. She's uh, singing, she's doing a bit of um, uh, producing as well and music. So she's in the music world. And yeah, she's, um, you know, um, she, she's, she's doing her thing. Yeah. That's great. In the Pink and Bows want to support you in whatever way we can during these uncertain and constantly evolving times. So we're giving away more noise-cancelling headphones to bring some added calm to your life. To win the headphones, just tag in the three friends you're most looking forward to reconnecting with once lockdown is fully lifted. Always include the hashtag Bows and those headphones could be yours. Good luck and stay connected. I mean, you say that um, you obviously had to leave some friends behind, but it feels as if you've grown up with some of the racers on the grid. You know, as early as 2015, I mean, I know that's only five years ago, but that's a big chunk of time in terms of your career. You were racing against the likes of Giovinazzi, Charles Leclerc, um, George Russell, Alex Albon, all outside of F1. And, and how has it been kind of coming through the ranks with those guys? Is it, is it quite nice in a way that you've come into this sport as a new sort of tranche of young, exciting, uh, t- very talented drivers. For sure, um, you know that's uh, when you look back at it. We were all we were all racing together back in uh, 20, 2010, even yeah, 2011, 2011. Wow. So yeah, we we were racing together back in karting. Uh, Charles, George. Oh, I didn't know it was as long ago as yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was as long as go as long as long ago as that. Um, I didn't race Alex. I think he was a year, a year above me. Um, but I raced against George for quite a few years, and raced against Charles for a year. And then in F three, we all uh, met each other again, and uh, we raced together for a couple of years. And George and, and myself, Charles, Alex, I think was only the first year of F three. But it's great. It's great to see all that. All, all that talent um, rise through the ranks, and uh, it's amazing to see that we've all arrived in Formula One, and um, we're still, we're still, yeah, going at it. And how, where are you? Of how it sort of seems in the outside world, looking in, is that there does feel like there's been a changing of the guard. You know, the, all the the older drivers, very talented, like of obviously. Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, but they're all getting older, and then the, this young, exciting generation are coming in and almost starting to take over. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the natural um, kind of wave that you know comes every few years. You see a new generation of drivers come into Formula One and um, kind of mark their territory. And you know, I expect that to happen again. And who knows? 10 years time, I don't know, um, should there be another big wave of drivers that will come in, they'll be great. I mean, that's just, that's just sport. And it's always, um, it's always guys that are younger and um, more prepared and uh, yeah, they come in and, um, and, and do great. That's, uh, that's how it is. Constantly raising the bar, I suppose. But, you know, I saw this picture of you with Massa and Alonso and you looked so diddy in this picture. Uh, I, I saw that picture, yeah. <laughs> so cute. Anyone listening yeah. should Google this picture. I was like, I'm going to raise against you one day. I'm going to be your teammate one day. <laughs> Did you say that to them? Yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't take me too seriously back then when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should have done. Yeah. I mean, was there Quite a bit of baby fat on me still. Oh, <laughs> No, it was a very sweet picture. But did you uh, like? Do you ever pinch yourself when you realise you have fulfilled your dream? You are 
alongside greats. I mean, Alonso's obviously coming back next year. You know, this is yeah. presumably a hero of yours at one point. For sure. I mean, he's you know, one of the sports uh, biggest legends. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not someone that really stops and smells the roses too often, to be honest. My eyes are always just on what's what's next, like the future. Um, but yeah, every now and again I do, and feels good. Feels good to uh, to look back and uh, reflect on the journey. And the journey, where do you feel it's taking you? What do you feel is within your grasp this year, going into 2021? Do you set yourself goals? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I want to see us build on where we are this year, going into next year. I want to see us get better and find challenge for podiums more often. Uh, that would be great. That would be great for the team. Um, from my side, I mean, yeah, I, I try and just take it day by day. Um, you know, I, I know where I can be better and what, you know, what I can do better as a driver, how I can improve. Um, so I'm, I'm working on that. But at the same time, I want to enjoy where I am today and enjoy the present. Uh, you know, I have an awesome car to drive this year. I'm working with great people. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I like rolling out of bed and, and looking forward to the day ahead rather than obsessing too much about the future. Uh, there's, so much, there's so much to embrace and uh, enjoy right now. I mean... The future is looking exciting with, with Aston Martin coming back into the sport with you guys. Uh, how excited are you by that? And how much do you think it means for the sport to have such an iconic brand as Aston Martin? For sure. Yeah, I'm extremely excited. Um, it's, a, you know, it's, it's such a historical um, motor car company and they've uh, achieved so much over the years in motorsport that to have them on our car next year will be... Um, It'll be it'll be a, a great uh, a great thing for the team. Uh, it will attract a lot of sponsorship, and it'll just be a, a great name uh, to have on the grid. And I think it'll, it'll it'll only make the sport more exciting. The fans will love it, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've always been a James Bond fan growing up, so um, I guess a little 007 on the car would be pretty neat. Nice. Yeah. Um, so just to top it off. Just to, yeah, the, the cherry on top of a, a very well up cake. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just away from F1, we saw um, your commitment to supporting the California firefighters uh, with, with a donation. Just to tell us why using your, your position and, um, and, and your fan base um, for such good causes means something to you. And, and, and you know, why is that cause particularly one that stands out? Um, well, I had a bit of time off that week and um, I saw what was going on in California and to be honest, I just woke up and um, I wanted to take action and try and help, um, you know, and I have a platform and a voice uh, where I can try and bring people together and, um, and make a difference and that's all I wanted to do. I saw they were struggling out there and... Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to, to make the most of uh, my ability um, to, to make a difference, to contribute and, and help them out. That's it. And, and how, what is the situation now? What's the latest? Uh, well, the fires uh, were getting worse, but we, we, we raised a lot of money. Um, 
we're up to 18,000. The goal was 50, but uh, I didn't score enough points in Belgium. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we, it's great to see that we've raised some money for the firefighters. And um, I really hope that uh, I haven't I touched base with them uh, this week, but I hope that um, we've helped them with equipment and supplies and um, what they what they, they need to, um, to to try and make the, the situation better out there. That's great. Keep up the great work. Thank you for your time. I really hope it goes well this weekend. You know, never know. You can emulate uh, that incredible quality of 2017. That'd be good. I'll do my best. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you Marie. so much, Lance. Thank you, Lance, for your time. And thank you, Racing Point, for organising it. Looking forward to seeing you pick up some more podiums, maybe even your first career win very soon. Okay, loads more great guests on the way on In The Pink, but let me remind you of that opportunity to win those Bose noise-cancelling headphones. All you need to do is tag in a couple of mates on my Instagram page or indeed the In The Pink podcast page and tell us who you've most enjoyed hearing from on this series and why and add the hashtag Bose and they could be coming your way. What a lovely little present that would be. Thank you for your company. As I say, some more great guests coming very soon. But until then, I bid you farewell and I hope you stay well. Take care. Bye for now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.